is Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Well, welcome to the Swirl Suite. Oh my goodness. So we have some special guests today. We are super excited. Me and the Glennis in the building. Hey girl. Howdy. Hello everybody. Glennis Vino Noir on Facebook, Facebook and I Rewind on Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Uh, all things web education, wine web educational resource, wine tasting, and all those good things. So I look forward to this um, podcast, hanging out with these lovely ladies. Um, you know, Black Girl Magic always works with a little- All day, all day. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> So why don't we do some introductions uh, really quick? Who wants to go first? Okay, Ayana gonna... does. Uh, <laughs> right, sorry. <laughs> All right, my name is Taiwana Flores. I'm the founder of T-Flux, and I'm just so thankful to be here with you guys. A um, little bit about me. I am a mom. I'm a college administrator. I am a wine and spirits enthusiast. I'm a Christian Catholic. I'm like in the middle of those two. Um, I um, really am passionate about education overall. So that's a little bit about me. Um, and then I'll pass it on to the crew. Charlene, Charlene. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, next. Um, my name is Charlene Chen. I am the business operations strategist for T Flux. So all things related to the business of T Flux. Um, in terms of me personally, Boston born and raised, have always worked in the corporate sector. Um, so that is where my expertise comes in. Um, in terms of wine, I would say I'm probably a novice between Taiwan and Suhail. I'm, I'm the one who came in kind of late to the wine, to the wine journey, but um, it, it all works. So that's just, that's, that's me in a, a little bit of a nutshell. All right. And then I will wrap things up in the introductions by introducing myself. My name is Suhail Ramirez and I am uh, partner number three in T-Flux. <laughs> I am the, the, properly named industry attache. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've had um, quite a bit of experience just um, being connected to the hospitality industry in and around Boston and um, really by way of chocolate came to my love of wine. Mm. And um, I was fortunate enough that Taiwan- Chocolate as in the candy and like chocolate, chocolate? Oh, yes. Like black people. Okay. Got Both. It. Both, really. <laughs> I mean- <laughs> If we're really going to go there, then yes, both. <laughs> Might need to take off my sweater for this one. Okay. <laughs> we're already off to a good start. Yes, oh, heat up. 
right? <laughs> but I did spend seven years working for a chocolate maker. So, you know, take, take from that what you will. I love it. <laughs> so I'm really fortunate that uh, Taiwana, you know, came to me with the idea of T-Flux and I thought, wow, this is such an amazing thing to be a part of. And uh, my journey in wine continues to be very, very exciting. And I have a feeling we will get to that. <laughs> That's awesome. Leslie is here. And Leslie was the one who found Hi, you guys and thought you would be a great guest. So Leslie, hey, girl. Hello. How are you doing? How are you? Hi, Hi. <laughs> so Leslie, Thanks. how did you find, about, find out about T-Flex? Um... I was reading an article, and I apologize if I sound funny. I just came to tell you went to the dentist. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and I just like I tried to put lipstick on, and I couldn't feel my lips, so I put lipstick on. Oh my god! Oh my god! Poor thing. Relatable. So, so relatable. World sweet. I love it. <laughs> so I have not been drinking. I wish I could, but it's like up my face. Yeah. So, um, no, I was reading an article about um I was reading an article about you guys, and at first I thought it was another group, and then I was like, Oh, I hadn't heard of them. So that's when I um I think I texted Rita and I was like, You gotta have them on the swirl suite. So I'm glad you guys could join us. So tell us the story. How did this all get started? Yeah. So, um, you know, it really started um, out of frustration um, and navigating certain spaces. So like I mentioned, I'm a college administrator and the area where I work, there's a lot of restaurants. Um, and I noticed how like when I would go with my white colleagues to certain restaurants, I wouldn't have difficulty getting seating or just menu options with, oh, here's a special for today versus when I would go with my girls and it's just a different vibe. So, you know, it was really born out of frustration and I knew I wasn't alone as a consumer, right? You know, I wear the hat really about a consumer's perspective and what we bring to the table because our money is valid our money is sacred our money, exactly and we want to spend it and enjoy and and have experiences when we go out to dine and i knew i wanted to build community around that so t-flux honestly is um a spin-off of my name the first two initials and just like luxury so there was not much brain power behind <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, Charlene and I have, have um, known each other for several years and um, have met through like networking, right, Charlene? Was it kind of like, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. I think the three of us have met through a whole networking channel. And then we found Suhail and it was like, whoa, jackpot, you know, we got to <laughs> <laughs> bring her into this work and, and build on it um, and really build on um the lens of the black consumer, why should, where we should be spending our dollars, who we should be supporting, how we should be supporting our people in the hospitality industry and just being intentional, you know, and, and I know for a fact that, you know, navigating those spaces, um, it was like walking into a bar. Here's an example to be specific, walking into like bars, sitting down and knowing what you want and, you know, 
be sold, oh, would you like something sweet? And I'm like, no, I'm here for a, a neat, mm -hmm. like I want some bourbon or some whiskey you know, or, or a particular glass of wine. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like these preconceived notions about what you drink and how you drink and what you eat. No, I didn't come here for chicken. I came for the lamb. Stop trying to sway me out of my preference, you know? So it, I, I, my story with T-Flux is really born out of frustration, building community around that, and um, really educating our people um, and, and their options. That's a big thing, knowing your options. Wow. That seems to be a common theme um, for a lot of us, even in the, you know, the wine space, wine and spirit space. Um, we actually just were on a panel where... <laughs> we were on a panel and um, received the questions and we were like what? We're not answering these questions like this and we're, either, we're the first all black panel you've had at this particular venue and then the questions would probably end up making us seem like the angry woman of color nah so oh, no. yeah so we yeah. well Leslie took first crack at just rewriting all the questions. We were like, oh yeah, let's just go with that because that sounds a whole lot better and we'll elaborate as need be. So mm -hmm. we all, we, can, we, we, we hear you and feel you. Yeah. There. yeah. And I think that just to echo what Glennis was saying, the sad part is, is that I, I think, and I shouldn't presume, they thought they were being helpful. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and they thought they had insight into my life Hmm. And had no insight at all into my life. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That is so true. <laughs> I think they might have been pretty shocked when they got the email. No, we don't want to use these questions. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's, I like it's, your style. <laughs> <laughs> it's rewriting that whole narrative, right? It's flipping yeah. the, sw the switch on that, you know, changing mm -hmm. their mindset. Because no, that's not how we get down. We get down different. Mm -hmm. Right. And understanding that. Um, so I commend y'all for even entering that space and rewriting that because mm -hmm. you don't yeah, And the thing is, it's it, it was a conference that we attended for years. Mm. And like after a while, it's like, hmm, all right, <laughs> well, so you got, so the more, every year we went, there were more and more Black people. We were, you, we were starting to slowly take over, but there were still none on the panel. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. This is yes. so interesting. How does this happen? Right. So we eventually we stopped going for one reason or another. And um, one of our listeners who also went to the conference was like, oh, you got to have what I don't know why you haven't had these women on your panel, but this is who you should have on your panel this year, like now. So right. that's how that happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that something else. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. So <laughs> I love her. I love her. <laughs> so what kind of um so what kind of educational services or um uh what are you offering uh uh people in this space to to educate them about their options? So I'll take a stab at it and then I'm gonna pass it to Charlene or Suhail. Um <laughs> we like to hold space but share the space as well. Yeah. But mm -hmm. um you know COVID threw us off. It really threw our whole yeah. game plan off. Yeah. We had a whole list of things we was about to flush out. And then, whoop, all that came to a halt. So now we're literally taking um, 
our just platforms like this, you know, mm -hmm. putting ourselves out there, but also um, holding spaces virtually and connecting with our community. So right now we have about um, 100 members in the Boston, New England area, um, and we are just connecting with them over the next uh, few months, right? So we took a little pause, just kind of like reset ourselves mm -hmm. and see where we can be um, as a group and what our mission is. We have some long-term goals, but right now it's really just connecting with our um, list of, of followers, mm -hmm. um, providing certain, you know, spaces. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of black bartenders in Boston that are not shining right now. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of... Um, there's actually one in particular who we've been working closely with, Urban Grape. They're a Black-owned, you know, wine and spirits store, giving them, you know, connecting with them. So really partnering with folks and just building it as we go, I would say. Mm -hmm. Because, again, we had this whole plan and that just was like, skirt, you know, pause. Mm -hmm. um, but Suhail, I don't know if you want to touch on, on a little bit more that we've, we're kind of working through as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, really the, the biggest thing and, and, you know, again, I don't pretend to speak for all three of us, but so feel free to jump in. <laughs> um, you know, the biggest thing I would say is really getting to a point where people who look like us are feeling comfortable mm -hmm. going into a wine shop, mm -hmm. asking for something other than what's given to them or going into a bar and, and being assertive about, I know my taste mm -hmm. and this is what I want, or not being shy about saying, I don't know what I want and I want you to teach me and, and, and really driving the point home that that's okay. Exactly. You know, because I think, I think sometimes we can get stuck and I certainly, I still get stuck on like, oh my gosh, number one, I'm the only one in the room. Right. Number <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then number two, it's like, oh, gosh, am I going to look like a complete idiot mm. asking, you know, OK, you're giving me a sauterne, but, you know, I don't really know what that is. You know, right. is mm -hmm. it sweet? Is it dry? Is it white? Is it not like what do I drink it with? You know, it's OK to ask all of those questions. And I think, you know, the biggest piece of the mission um, for T-Flux is to really get to our consumers mm -hmm. and yeah. our people who look like us, who want to drink like us <laughs> and know like, Hey, you can also sit with us and you know what? We're going to build our own table. So mm -hmm. let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like none of it, like all of it is valid and all of it, there's room for all of it and for all of us. Mm -hmm. And that's what the education piece that we hope to, you know, embody, embrace in our community, right? Just a simple thing. It may be simple to us, but complex for others. Like how to read a wine menu, right? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, that's complex. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> it can be super intimidating for people, right? Yeah. Also, we've had numerous conversations about this, but like, depending on where you live, the community that you're in, if you walk into certain, certain liquor stores, mm -hmm. you'll always have, and this is no shade to these brands. <laughs> I was good back in the day for some Arbor Mist. And, <laughs> you know, Charlene, Charlene said that on another call we did, but it's like, that's always front and center, you know? And I, in my own education, I later learned that 
depending on if something's selling in a particular community and it's popular and it's trending, they're going to keep replenishing that particular yep. brand. Mm -hmm. But if I can teach or we can teach consumers to say, you know what, if you got $15, you can get something that's just good or even better mm -hmm. right? than this XYZ brand. So it's mm -hmm. like educating our people on these different things. Right. Mm -hmm. And also connecting the dots too, you know, it's like, like there's, there is a trajectory between an armor, arbor mist and a Chardonnay, right? <laughs> like there, there's a lot that happens between those two points on the continuum. So like, how do we get someone from that arbor mist? And you know what? Maybe they're still going to go back to arbor mist and make a lovely sangria out of it. I don't know. You know, I'm not judging. I may have done that. I'm not saying anything either way. Um, you know, it's, it's really about people recognizing that, like, you don't need to be um, a sommelier to have a palate. Everybody has a palate. It's, it's really about, you know, what you're putting on that palate and how you're training it and how you're learning to taste things. Exactly. Exactly. And I think what most people need to realize is that even if you're in the wine industry, it's always good. We're always asking questions. We're not going to know all yes. of the answers. Right. When I mm -hmm. walk into a new wine shop, I don't know how that wine shop is arranged. I'm yes. going to ask questions mm -hmm. like, oh, how is this arranged? Is it by taste? Is it alphabetical? Uh, I mean, is it by type? Right, exactly. Yes. So yes. we're always, and it's the same thing with the menus too. We're always asking questions. Yeah. Right. So I'll say, I'll say for me, I went to Urban Great for the first time probably a couple months ago. And like I said, I'm, I'm kind of a novice in comparison to Suhail and Taiwan when it comes to wine. So like, obviously I've been to wine stores and I understand most of the time, even when you go to the liquor stores in your neighborhood, it's normally set up by region. And you think they're doing something when you're like, all the Italian wines are all over here, all the Australian wines are over there, all the French wines, and you're like, okay. But then when you go into a store like Urban Grape and you understand that they do progressive shelving and it's by the weight, and I was like, wait a minute, hold on. What do you mean <laughs> the weight of the, like, there's a whole pattern in which they set up their wines. And then to see the variety, all the lights, all the rosés, all the Pinot Noirs, all the Chardonnays, the Merlots, and the variation, and then understanding the story behind it. For me, the biggest thing that I will say, and I've said this to Taiwana, um, what I gravitated towards with this brand is the educational opportunity that it provides. Mm -hmm. And so for someone like me, and I always, we all have different perspectives, which I think helps us mesh so well, mm -hmm. is I'm, I'm always looking at it from the lens, from somebody coming in, what does this look like for them? Yeah. So like, mm -hmm. Like Suhail said, there's such a variety in terms of the trajectory between an Arbamis and a Chardonnay. And for a lot of us who look like us, we're so stuck on the Behringers and the, mm -hmm. you know, Moscatos of the world. I mean, for example, <laughs> like my dad went out to get oh, the wine. So right. He went out for like a celebratory wine and ended up getting me like a bottle of Moscato. And I'm like, thanks, dad. <laughs> Don't, like my parents That's don't know right, right. <laughs> like you no take it for what it is right so you take it for what it is and like if he's being fancy he'll get himself some red moscato so i'm just like cool yes <laughs> but it's just like the education of it all is what i think is the beauty of t flood so people can see that there are people like us who are in this space who get an opportunity to educate and let people know like 
wine, spirits, bourbons, whatever, whiskeys, like there is, there's so much to learn in this space. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. In, in Boston and the New England area, you know, it has yeah. its own, you know, I, people have their ideas about this region, but there's a lot of black folks here. You know, I, was about, you know, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. going to say nothing, but I was like, I have never met anybody black from Boston. That's See? awesome. I know yes. a lot of people <laughs> from the Caribbean yes. and um, yes. the West Indies, which mm-hmm. is interesting because yeah. I would not go north if I <laughs> from there. It's just too cold. Yeah, I mean, my parents are immigrants, so yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but people see, and if you're not in this area, you and, and you're not here studying for college or something, mm-hmm. right? Right, like, right? It's like okay, what else is there? But mm-hmm. there is a community, and and we want to tap into that and offer mm-hmm. this educational piece to this okay. this area and expand as well. Yeah, what's y'all's wine scene like? Do you guys have many wineries? So yeah. We do, we do have some wine production happening here in Massachusetts. Um, it's, it's really interesting that you asked that because it was just last week where I found myself on a very long drive for very many reasons. Um, and I was like south of Boston. Um, and there's a, there's a town called Westport. Mm-hmm. And Westport, um, Westport River Vineyards, I want to say, is the name of the winery that's out there. So there is local Massachusetts wine. Okay. Um, I have tried like a couple of sparklers from them and a couple of sweeter wines on the, on, on the end of that spectrum from, from Westport River. Um, and so, you know, there is some wine production. Of course, you know, Boston has a really huge food scene. Um, and then, of course, there's, there's wine production happening in other parts of New England. So, you know, for, for like wine that you see that's like on a national level or getting national recognition i would say you'd you'd go up to vermont mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh interesting yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's um that's zafa yeah. yeah yeah she's been on the show yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. so like krista is making vermont the spot which like i'm saying there needs to be a road trip just putting it up <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. There's wine on the venue too, right? That's, I've heard, but I'm not 100% sure. Like this yeah. is, this is definitely my year to become way more educated about what's happening locally in terms of wine production. Sure. Um, and, you know, like I know Rhode Island also has vineyards too. And it's just mm-hmm. like, wow, this is such a tiny state in New England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there's wine there what <laughs> but you know we're we're learning and growing as we go and you know there's certainly you know there's there's a lot of a market for retail wine here mm-hmm. we, we drink a lot of wine around here yeah <laughs> you know whether you're in a restaurant or walking into the wine shop or one of a million dozen wine shops but only one black owned mm-hmm. mm. Urban grape. And that's urban urban grape. Yes. Yes. Shout out to TJ and Hadley. (laughs) And and, you know, Boston's um, wine store, um, it has turned me off really in in Mm. certain spaces. I I recently recall these two are sick of hearing me saying the story. Never. I will never tire of it. I will. It it propels me to do more. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's interesting because you walk in, um, I walked in, I knew what I wanted because I was going for a meeting and I was like, boom, we're going to have pizza and we're going to have wine done. Right. I walk in, there were about five people at the counter, non-melanated. Mm-hmm. I walk in, I literally, I counted, I literally walked to their entire store three times. I did three loops. And nobody now, said anything. Now one person said something to me. Right. And and it, it, it made me, I left. It was like when I was walking out, that's when they all turned. But nobody said, can I help you? Is there anything I can help you with? Mm-hmm. And at mm-hmm. that point, I'm like, I already did one and a half loop. And I was like, I'm not giving y'all my money. Right. Mm-hmm. No, but it doesn't, it, it it's really makes us all think like, it doesn't matter, you know, how much money you make, how much money you don't make. Our skin is all, <laughs> is always... <laughs> A problem yes. for them, you know, yes. and it and it's I've experienced like right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. retail stores. I mean, name you name it. I'm I'm preaching to the choir right now, but mm-hmm. it really empowers us through T Flux to just be like, no, we can't. This this can't be it. We want to equip mm-hmm. our people and mm-hmm. put them in a better space to make the choices that they want for their beverage choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Not only that, but I work hard for my dollars. There's that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That part. And 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 I and I have to admit, at one point there was a point in my life where like, well, I'm gonna show them because I have the money, right? Mm-hmm. And and then now I'm like, no, I work hard for my dollars. And <laughs> if I don't get service, okay. you know, then I'm not going to invest my dollars there. Yep. I'm going to look intentionally to keep my dollars in my community. Yes. Um, because it, it really is about opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we don't always have the opportunity to be in the forefront. Mm-hmm. So it might take me a little longer, but I'm going to make that effort to find right. someone who can provide those services. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, and I see, I see a lot of, you know, I see a lot of people who will kind of sit and point out like, oh, well, you know, you could, you can get wine anywhere. You can go to Costco, you can go to Total Wine, you can go to all of these different places. And yes, that is true, right? Like one thing that I really, really strive for in terms of like my own personal journey with wine is never feeling like anyone should be left out of it. So mm-hmm. if someone's shopping at Costco, and they're getting a Kirkland brand Cabernet, guess what? At least they're getting a Cabernet, you know? Like, they might not, they might not try that any other way, you know? And, like, there's the opportunity right there. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, but I also have a choice, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I can choose to walk down the street from my apartment and hope and pray that I find a decent bottle where, where I live, which is not the case. <laughs> My neighborhood in Boston is definitely not the place where I'm going to find like a beautiful, you know, natural wine selection. So then I say, okay, what's my next option? But I'm beer. Gonna... Yeah, beer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A red stripe go a long way. If you oh, it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We will never say no to Guinness here in New England. 
Let me just say that Never. right now. Never, ever. Never, ever. But, you know, I, I, I make those choices where, okay, I'm going to go to the Urban Grape. They know me. We've been in conversation. I feel comfortable there. But I'm still going to go back to my neighborhood store mm-hmm. and keep checking in on them mm-hmm. and keep asking for different things just to see where I can enter into that conversation. Yeah. You know, and get them in a different place or thinking, thinking differently about like who's walking through the door. And, mm. you know, sometimes that results in me buying the scotch that I love at a very, very good price. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that results in me buying, you know, a bottle of Freshenay and having my black Cordon Negro in the fridge ready to go for any <laughs> sparkling moment. <laughs> Um, you know, maybe trying something new, maybe revisiting Arbor Mist. I don't know. <laughs> That's commitment. That's that it. It's a commitment. No commitment. It's a commitment. <laughs> but it's, I, I know, just I think I, that's part of the fun. Just to just to go back to the New England wine scene. Yeah. What what varietals are popular in that area? Oh, that's a really good question. Ooh. This is, this is when I wish TJ was on this call. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, just, I would say anecdotally, you know, we're, we are definitely Rosé Nation. Mm -hmm. We are absolutely Rosé Nation. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I see, because it's cold here, you know, I definitely see a lot of Cabernet on a Mm -hmm. lot of wine lists. Um, Mm -hmm. Cabernet, Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of like the Malbec too. Oh, Malbec. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But are those on wine list lists or growing in the vineyard? Because Cabernet is not necessarily a cold weather grape per se. It mm-hmm. likes a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. But you your Riesling can yep. mm-hmm. weather a cold storm. And I'm just thinking cold weather cold yeah. weather. Like a Vidal yeah. Blanc or yeah. a Cayuga. Can make ice yeah. wine out of too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. With, I've I've actually seen Massachusetts ice wine. And so yeah, mm-hmm. you're definitely accurate on that. I would say like on a wine list, that's where you're gonna see your cat. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's where you're gonna see like all those really rich, bold, like warm weather wines. Mm-hmm. Um uh sorry, cold weather wines. And then I would say I feel like I don't know, and, and um Charlene and Taiwana, you y'all can jump in here because you know I'm a homebody. Um, I, I feel like Riesling is like making its way into the hearts of people Absolutely. from what I, from, you know, just again, from what I'm seeing on wine lists, mm-hmm. but you know, what are you all seeing? Well, I'll say from like, I got introduced into wine from a corporate standpoint. So I've always been involved in the networking, um, sessions or the after work conference events and it's like the bougie people who are getting (laughs) your basic cabernet your basic merlot your basic white and if they're being fancy riesling makes the list and i've seen a lot of people gravitate to the riesling just because it's just it's it's not your it's not your typical choice um yeah, so I've I've always I've always come from the business side of it in terms of wine and just how they move in that circle. And for me, of course, being one of however many in a corporate setting, that always provides its own little, you know, 
dynamic because I'll be with some of my friends who are in similar corporate spaces and we'll give each other that eye, especially <laughs> as black women when you see each other, you're just like, <laughs> they ain't got the, you know, they ain't got the dark. We're just sitting here sipping <laughs> on this dry. <laughs> But of course, you know how to play the part too, which is a whole nother conversation mm -hmm. that I'm only yes, it is. Yes. is just the ability to switch on and switch off when you're in these spaces and all it takes is one glass of wine and it becomes, okay. a, it becomes a, a conversation starter. <laughs> exactly. And, and so yes. I've sat in the circles where it's just been all white men and we all have the same wine and it sparks like, oh yeah, you know, I had this on the vineyard with my wife and kids or... You know, I was in New York for a business meeting and this is how we came up with it. And so, and I'm very good about picking up on people's body language and just observing how people move. Right. So I'm, I'm somewhat of a chameleon. I can adapt very quickly, um, right. even like fake the funk in some instances. And so <laughs> I'm very good at this point in terms of how to maneuver um, in those spaces. But yeah, Riesling is is definitely making its its name. I think... The Riesling's issue initial was all the sweet Rieslings hit the market here yes. in the US. Mm -hmm. And it was the dry Rieslings were probably here as well. But what got marketed, because who spends the most money us? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Whether they put us on a socioeconomic scale, we mm. still spending money. Right. Um, that sweet Riesling hit the market like bam. And I think a lot of these wine lists that really started like, well, then if we put a dry Riesling on it, who's going to really drink it? So right. it's not on that red, because, you know, what would you like, a red, white, or rosé? I didn't yeah. ask you for a color. I asked you for a wine. Right. Yeah. What varietals? Then they're looking at me pissed that I know that, and they didn't right. expect it. Right. <laughs> in a rabbit hole in the beginning. Right. So I'm like, I'm about to walk out. But anyway, so that's where, you know, you get that Riesling conversation. Is it dry or is it a sweet Riesling? Which mm -hmm. part of Germany is? Then they really like, oh, this black bitch right here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Aw>, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that is, and that's, that's, the, and that's the education. Yeah. Walked away. She and that's so the big. education piece. Yeah. That's yeah. the education piece that we try to like hit on a lot is that experience of just like, the minute you go beyond the standard red, white, or rosé and you're mm -hmm. asking oh, what year, where is it from, I'm mm -hmm. looking for something that can, you know, I'm getting this food, is there a pairing piece? And so yes. I've actually been around Suhail and Taiwana, I've picked <laughs> on some of that jargon. And so mm -hmm. we've been out in spaces and when you come with that question and they're like, um... Oh. And I'm like, oh, so maybe is it, would, would you prefer, is this one of the options? So then I'm, I'm sitting here narrowing down the options for them. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying like, well, what about this, this, and this? And they're like, well, okay. And I'm like, well, all right. So it totally, it's just fascinating. I watch people's body language. It's fascinating when it's us in the room. Yes. They don't expect us to know. No. Like, exactly. Period. They don't expect us to know. So when you do know, it throws them off and it's, it's low-key entertaining. Either it. they are, they appreciate it like, oh, wow, I really don't know as much about wine as I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it's a younger, um, not bartender or younger waiter or waitress. And they're like, well, can you help me out? Or you get the flip side where they're like, right, they're so aggravated. Like, yeah. Oh, you know? I have a question. Have you guys ever thought about, I know you're educating like us in our community. Have you ever thought about educating 
other people in the actual food and beverage industry, mm. like the oh, people who own and manage restaurants. Because yeah. let me tell you something, I went to Ohio, some of the worst service <laughs> I've ever had. I mean, mm-hmm. I go to the restaurant, I'm asking for a Sauvignon Blanc. The waitress didn't even know how to say it. Oh, so, oh. yeah, it was just, it was really sad. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what are y'all doing in the Midwest? Oh my God. <laughs> It's, I, I agree. It, it is. I'm sorry. I know you were supposed to answer. Oh, that no, that was, that was it. <laughs> no, no. I have, been, I have been in wine shops mm-hmm. and I asked for um, a cava. The cava was on the shelf with the Proseccos. And I was like, oh, there's a cava there. And she was like, no, these are all Proseccos. And I was like, oh, and, and so then I was like, okay. And so then I asked for a Cremant. I was like, can I have a oh, prom? Really? Oh, like, no, <laughs> you just wanted to make her look dumb. <laughs> and and, and she was like, these are all champagnes. And I was like, well, no, like, not no. really. So, <laughs> uh-huh. so at least, you know, she wasn't serving me food, so she wouldn't spit right. my food. But, you know, <laughs> there are people who are in the business, mm. and they're just hiring people to staff their stores, but I bet that they become more profitable if they can speak to what they're actually selling or know what they're selling. They're not putting any training dollars in. They're not training. Right, right. No hospitality training. I definitely, definitely think about that quite a bit. Um, You know, I, I just yesterday was my very first wine class (laughs) as part of the Boston University wine certificate program. And, um, you know, that, that program, I, I can't say enough about the fact that I'm in that program because I was, I applied for an award that was created by Urban Grape. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. That's Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's a huge deal. <laughs> so the timing, the timing of this conversation is, is everything right now. Um, you know, never, I would say, like, if you would have talked to me 10 years ago, I would have never thought that this would be the position I would find myself in, mm-hmm. where I'm, you know, part of this program that is first of its kind, uh, the award, uh, the program itself has been around for ever and ever. It's well respected. Um, you know, it, it takes some cues from WSET, but then mm-hmm. then kind of flips the model a little bit, which mm-hmm. I thought was really amazing. And, you know, one of the things that I really love about the program is that it is focused on the business of wine mm-hmm. and how those conversations need to happen for the business to, to do well mm-hmm. as, as like an ecosystem, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't, it's not necessarily hyper-focused on, um, varietals, although we, we did a lot of that work and I have a feeling over the next 18 months, we will do even more, but, you know, really as we're thinking about, you know, where, where this particular certificate is going to lead me is I'm really, really thinking about what happens when, you know, you're hiring your servers, you're hiring your hosts, you're, you know, you're opening your new restaurant. And those folks are not used to seeing someone like me mm-hmm. in a training position, in an mm-hmm. educational role, or even just sitting at the table, mm-hmm. you know? And so for me, that's, that's, that's where I'm really leading my focus. And as part of the program, I'll have a chance to, to see 
what happens in hospitality because I'll be doing an internship with a local hospitality company in addition to a distributor and doing an internship with Urban Grape as well. So that's I'll be wonderful. seeing, I'm oh, very great. excited. Yeah, there's that's all great. sides of the business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so re- really leaning hard into that industry attache piece. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, really, really what comes up for me is we have to prepare these people who take so much care in where they're sourcing their truffle oil from and so much care in, you know, what, what this bottle pairs like with this meal and, and get them to, to view their customer with the same level of care. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Huh. Yeah. Well, um, guys, do you have any more questions? Or do you, if you have any questions for us before we go to our next segment? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, segment. No. oh, boy. I didn't know we were going to get to ask questions. <laughs> I mean, I would love to hear more about how you all came to wine. Like, what? Mm-hmm. What was what was kind of your your inspiration to really go down this path? <laughs> <laughs> I love it already. Who's <laughs> going first? Oh well, let's see. Mine is similar to Tawana's. Um, long story short, well, also to Charlize, I have my glasses on, so I can't say I really say her name. There we go, yeah. Charlene. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, I worked for an engineering firm. I worked for an engineering firm, being the only black environmental scientist at the firm, um, female. And you're in these spaces with these um, envir- civil engineers, um, white biologists, all the above. Go out on site and you have these after um, site visit dinners. And you notice you're the only one sitting there of color and they're ordering wine. I'm like, hmm. I'll get a Miller nip, you know. For real. So you tend to learn mm. um, what wine you can, well, this is what happened to me. I could, I said, oh, I do like the Cabernet on my palate. And so I knew I could order that particular varietal. Mm-hmm. And on a standard list, and I'm talking about back in the late 80s, early 90s, a standard list, Sterling Cabernet, was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Middle of the road, boom. Yeah. Order it and sit there and be like, <laughs> and be that chameleon, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward, long story short, I'm down in a little small town in North Carolina, a little small podunk town in North Carolina. Again, the only black female sitting at the table in this restaurant. And I, for better terms, I don't know which Cabernet it was at that time. I just said I'll have a glass of the Sterling Cabernet for this conversation. The young lady comes back with the glass. I was like, and I'm looking around at them, looking at my reaction. I'm like, this is not a Cabernet. So I look at the girl, she, she's like, oh. I say, don't worry about it, sweetie. I'll take the glass and we walk away from the table to the bartender. Get to the bartender. And I say to the bar, it's only the bartender, the waitress, and then there's a gentleman sitting at the other end of the bar. I said, this is not a Sterling Cabernet, sir. Um, can I have a glass of sir? Yes, it's all different. Yes, it is, blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, no, it is not. Mm. I don't know what you poured, but this is not a Sterling Cabernet. 
So the gentleman at the end of the bar said, can I taste what's in your glass? Thank God it was pre-COVID. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he, takes, he, he takes the glass and tastes it. And he said, that's not a Sterling Cabernet. She mm. knows what she's talking about. Send a bottle to her table on me. He was the owner. So right then. Oh, oh wow. So wow. that I knew how to discern mm. some basic varietals at the time. Right. You really fast forward, my line sister, like you always going out on these fabulous wine trips to Napa, Sonoma, every year. I'm going with you the next time. So we go, we have a um, appointment with Vision Sellers and Mac McDonald. It's an 11 o'clock appointment. We'll leave that joker's house to six or seven at night. <laughs> he just opened up Pito the War out the wazoo. Then he probably looked at us and said, well, y'all need to get into the wine business. And then my law sister looked at me. She said, yeah. And I had just gotten back from another trip. And she was like, I said, we could call it Noir something. She was like, yeah, let's call it Vino Noir. So that's how the name came about. I'm humble. One of our other girlfriends, she done passed out on the man's couch because she drunk as shit. I was like, I'll leave her alone. Because now we have been drinking. I was like, I'm tasting everything he pulled out. This man dumb. <laughs> I'm fine, you know, <laughs> and that's how the name came about. Um, I just started traveling to locales, and then I went to a wine bloggers conference. I said, "We're gonna start a business. Somebody needs some credentials." Google Google wine bloggers conference, and that's how I got to the conference. And the rest is history. Nice. That's my story. Right, nice. Leslie, you wanna go next? I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not as fabulous. <laughs> I was just tired of doing what I was doing. Mm. And, and I knew that I liked wine. I always like just started drinking Merlot. So I'd never been, and I always been a red wine person. And, um, you know, you love Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> She doesn't. I joke. I can't. <laughs> but I have grown. My palate has evolved, and mm. I have an appreciation for a good Sauvignon Blanc. Um, and so I decided that I wanted to get into the business because I wanted to get on the distribution end. Mm. But I didn't realize that distribution is really like hardcore sales, and you have to have those relationships. Mm. So I just said, let me start. So basically, I just went out and started introducing myself at the different vineyards locally. That's mm -hmm. how I met Sarita. Um, and just tried everything. And for a long time, when I had the business, I didn't have any formal credentials. Mm -hmm. I just was, you know, a lot of self-taught, taking a lot of online classes, in-person classes, um, to really fine-tune my palate and to figure out what I liked and what I didn't like and what I what regions I wanted to learn about. Mm. Um, for me, it was, uh, God, I guess it was in phases. So I don't know, maybe my mid-20s, went to California for a wedding for the first time. And I was in Sacramento, it was close to Napa. Um, I ended up, and this was like pre-phones when they like, it, I had a flip phone at the time, I think. So there was like no GPS or anything. So I had like MapQuest printed out and it was a mess, but I ended up driving around Napa sort of by myself and just 
discovering wine country. Mm. And that was the first time I ever went to a mm. vineyard at all. Yeah. Um, and I came back changed. That was a little different. Mm. Um, of course, I drank wine beforehand, but I wanted to take it a little more seriously and learn more when I got back. Yeah. So I started reading books like Wine 101 and French 101 and um, wine, wine for Dummies, that kind of thing. And um, <laughs> in D.C., there are um, a lot, a lot of wine shops. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, they would have um, the distributors come on Friday evenings and do free tastings for people, you know. And that's how I expanded my palate. And I used to map out the tastings on Fridays. And I'd be on the train. I didn't have to drive. And on my way home from work, I have a book bag <laughs> and I just be collecting wine through mm. my route. And um, that's really, that's really how I expanded my palate. Um, then I started working for a winery uh, and that's where I met Leslie and I worked there for five years while I was there, I got my certifications. Then through Leslie, I met Tanisha, through Tanisha, I met Glennis and then the Swirl Suite was born. Love it. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's definitely how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the Lux, your um, story, how you kind of met each other through each other and like, bam, this clicks, let's just do something with it, you know? Yeah. And so Hale's taking that that education piece seriously. And I was telling them both, like, I want to pursue it as well, because it's like, you, you get that, like, yes, this makes sense, right? I yes. want to expand on this. And yeah. I... It's so funny. I, this is like coming full circle because I was just saying how I would like to take the journey as well. I, I'm big on education across every mm-hmm. um, every area, but this one is is passionate. And yeah, I thank y'all for sharing that. that was yeah, no great. problem. So cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next part of our show, uh, we're just going to be asking you random questions. Just oh. for everybody. Right. Uh, <laughs> I do have a question that's not on this list. I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. Nobody's prepared okay. for it, but it's all good. <laughs> I didn't look at the list, so I'm cold. Coming up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Patty versus Gladys. Ooh. Who do you think won and did you drink while you were watching? And what did you drink? Oh, oh dang. Oh, did you watch it? Did no. you watch it? Why yes. you watch it? I watched it, yeah. I watched yeah. it. Watched it, yeah. <laughs> I watched it. Okay. I didn't, have, I didn't have anything to drink I, because I just, I just, I needed to be enthralled and just like the two aunties and how they're moving. Like Patty uh, came out the gate with the mirror, <laughs> just flipped off the shoes and then did a shoe change in the middle of it. Yeah. Like Gladys came out in full on sequence. <laughs> Hair was done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. In terms of like pure talent, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say Patty. I'm gonna say Patty. Team Patty. I, I'm okay. Patty. I I'm might Gladys. have a slight all day. She's I, I like the whole time. Y'all. Wait, not only did she did not only did Gladys sing. She, she sang her sang. songs, and then she sang background to Patty's songs. <laughs> Patty songs. Like, she did. But that's the only <laughs> reason why I might give a slight nod to Gladys. She came out of nowhere and was singing background vocals for, right. for Patty <laughs> off the strength of just like, we yeah. grew, we came right. up at the same time. Yeah. And so I was just like, that was a mistake. But I, you yeah. know what? I, why I say Patty? Because, fine, we know they're both talented, but I think I liked Patty's. Um, like intro into the conversation around sisterhood, right? Sure. Patty mm-hmm. opened up that door and you could clearly see that they have good vibes with each other, yeah. right? Oh, yes. 
So that's what sold me. And then, yeah. you know, she's just patty. I mean, yeah, patty. you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, did you watch? I did watch. I can't choose. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm just going to be that. I'm going to be Switzerland. But what were you drinking? That's what we want to know. Oh, <laughs> oh, I wasn't. I wasn't drinking. Yeah, I was. Oh. No. I, was I was exhausted. So I was like, I'm not drinking anything. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Mm -hmm. What did Dion um, to contribute? Because I heard she joined it. She came at the very end mm -hmm. and sang "Best with Friends Are For." So the three oh, okay. of them sang together. It was cute. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she mm -hmm. was like, can I go now? I need to put my jeans back on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I drank a, um, a red blend from California. It was Grenache, Zinfandel, and Cabernet. Really big Ooh, one. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Love that. So, well, had... did you drink? Yeah. I did. I, uh, d I definitely drink. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to that question is always yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even if it was water. No. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you have? I actually, um, I, I am such a big fan of horseshoes and hand grenades. Oh, mm. yeah. yeah. That's a great uh, wine. I am just so, good. so enamored of that blend like I can't get enough of it I usually ended up getting half a case because I was just like we're just gonna keep reaching for this one yeah it's just gonna be a thing that's yeah. happening in my house so yeah I mean it was it was out it was there and I was like I could probably crush this between Sunday and Monday so <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> All of Andre's wines are easy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Drink. I know. I'm I'm so intrigued by by his story, his wines. Like yeah. I want to drink everything he's ever produced. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have a feeling I'll get that chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anybody else before we move on? All right. Okay. Have you traveled yet since COVID began? And um, if not, where will your next trip be? How far? <laughs> <laughs> um, travel, I have... travel? Oh, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, Leslie. I, I actually had booked tickets to go to Myrtle Beach. Okay. And oh. then South Carolina just lost its damn mind. Oh. And and American Airlines has started selling the middle seat, and I was like, oh, no. "No, these are too many signs. Yeah. Sit your tail at home." Mm -hmm. So I have not gone anywhere. Yeah. So I'm actually traveling this weekend to Philly, and we are actually going to a winery. Okay. Oh. Um, and so that should be very interesting because. It's like 10 plus, it's all family, but it's like it, 10 or more of us going. And so it should be interesting because I don't think many of us have been to a winery. So it's like a bunch of black women at a winery. <laughs> Love it. And <laughs> low-key nervous because I'm just like, I don't know how this is going to pan out, but I am pretty. Um, oh, so they're allowing you to bring more than six people? Yeah, I guess this particular winery, okay. they're, they're fine with the amount that's coming. Okay. Um, wow. So I'm actually excited to go because I don't think I've ever I've really been to a like winery winery. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I, I will definitely be getting my pictures ready to go. All right. Yes. Worthy. But we shall, we shall see. Oh, so exciting. <laughs> yeah. So exciting. I have not I have not done any travel travel um during the pandemic. Um, but I think it's worth it to note that I spent New Year's Eve in New Orleans. Oh, that was probably mm-hmm. fun. It was real fun and I know that you all are gonna love this part. My New Year's Eve dinner was all you can eat fried chicken with all you could drink champagne. Say what? (laughs) We need details. Um, It was magical. (laughs) And really, you know, like had, had I known what the second half of the year was going to look like, I would have gone harder. (laughs) For real. (laughs) But um, yeah, it was, it was this really amazing little uh, neighborhood restaurant. Um, I want to say, in the ninth ward and um it, the name of the restaurant is Thalia and I just I happened upon it I think probably through Instagram or something mm-hmm. and they were they were advertising you know this this prefix hundred dollar all mm-hmm. you can eat and drink and I thought I can't think of any better way mm-hmm. to in the new year than this and um my homegirl that was on the trip with me I I called her up she's actually based in California and I was like so are we doing this she said yes buy the buy the tickets now (laughs) (laughs) immediately before we get off this phone and it was magical it was um it was all uh communal seating so Mm. sitting with people from the neighborhood who were just yeah we're so happy to support this little restaurant and their thing and they're bringing out magnum after magnum after magnum. Mm. And we're like dipping fried chicken in our mashed potatoes. And oh we're my God. And honey mm-hmm. butter. And like, mm. it was amazing. <coughs> it was one, one of, I won't say the best, but one of my top five meals that I've ever had in my life. Oh. Um, and and, and it, was, it was amazing because the way that we were treated was, was everything that we dream of. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, you know the psalm was coming out and he was like you know this is what your bottle is this is why we paired it you know this is we think it goes really really well with the biscuits as opposed to the mashed potatoes like oh. just oh really taking so much care yeah. and and having a really good time I mean at, at certain points there was champagne being actual champagne being poured into my mouth directly from the bottle. Oh, wow. <laughs> you. Oh. Well, that's wow. the way you bring in 2020. You said exactly. you could have gone harder? Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds absolutely... What's the Amazing. name of that restaurant again? <laughs> it's, it's called Thalia. T-H-A-L-I-A. And uh, as far as I can tell, they're still kicking along. So That's definitely, if you if you get to New Orleans, you gotta go check them out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I sure will. I might. <laughs> hoping, right. hoping, right? Rona behave herself by the end of this year. Uh huh. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Here's to hoping that. Um, yeah, man. We're all behaving ourselves because I am looking at a spring 2021 trip to Burgundy. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice! So I'm very, very excited about that as well. 
Charlene, Taiwan, what about you? No traveling for me since COVID, um, but planning um, hopefully to head to Napa. I've never been that side Mm -hmm. and do a tour and be that person. I will be that person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So hopefully for the spring, I don't know if that's going to happen, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think my friends and I, we've been super intentional about like, okay, when we get out of this, we are traveling, we are making moves out of the country. Mm -hmm. So like between Greece, I've always wanted to go to the Maldives Mm -hmm. um, and just like a European tour, just places that we've typically probably would not have considered because obviously with this whole pandemic, it's just opened our eyes to really appreciate the opportunity when we have the opportunity. So mm-hmm. the minute they put the green light, it's a wrap. <laughs> and right. I think like I would travel a lot for work and personal pre-COVID, but right. this really teaches you like, okay, when you are traveling, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really appreciate it. Cause this is not mm-hmm. the life. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> There's only so many adventures you can have in your living room. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And Glennis, you're getting ready for Jamaica, right? Uh, Well, that looks like that might be kiboshed because um, Resort canceled the event because of low um, bookings, which don't really bother me. I was still like, should I just go? But then Jamaica keeps changing its policy on what's accepted, what's considered their resilient corridor where you're allowed to move. One of my favorite restaurants down there, which is across from the resort that I stay at usually, is not open. And that's like, oh, Oh. come down here, stay at Coco and go to the best in the West Jerk Chicken Shack. Like, I can't get Jerk lobster and jerk chip for seventeen dollars. No, Ooh. Ooh. with rice and peas and coleslaw, you know. And uh. So that's half my issue. So yeah. I think that's kibosh, and oh, I'm man. really, really going through travel withdrawal right now because by now I would have been several places. Um, mm-hmm. I have a wedding scheduled for April 2021 to Costa Rica. But Costa Rica border is closed to Americans, so shit, yeah. that might go down. Yeah. Mm. And to Charlene, my birthday, my 55th birthday um, party is, was supposed to be in the Maldives. But oh, my God. canceled because oh my God. people have, I, most of my guests kind of pulled back on, you know, sending their payments to the... Oh. Um, travel consultant that I'm using, which makes sense. You know, they made the deposits, but it's like, is this thing gonna go up? Am I gonna put this kind of money down? Right. And then mm-hmm. with the numbers starting to ratchet back, that's changing the whole dynamic mm-hmm. of yeah. what was offered in the initial package because it was based mm-hmm. on so many people. Right. So I said, I'll just move it off of July, 2021 and figure out what we're gonna do. But Ooh. wow. Mm. Wow. So, wow. Mm-mm. So I'm drinking more wine in the house. Oh, well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's a solid yeah. plan. That's, yeah. a, that's a solid yeah. plan. Yeah. Chin and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I spent my 
I spent my travel money on a Peloton, though. Don't get it twisted. Oh, oh, okay. Did you get one? Oh, it's all about balance. Week. It's supposed <laughs> to be delivered this Saturday, but oh, go figure. Peloton got to launch a brand new one. I said, no, heavens, I'm getting the brand new one. Don't bring that old bike here. <laughs> Just cancel that order and put me down for Bike Plus. So, yes. Good for you. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. I like that balance. I like that. Yes. Balance. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, my travels have been very local, just drivable areas. Yeah. Um, still, still in Maryland, and it, it kind of sucks because I'm in the 40 year old crew this year. So all of my friends and we all oh, welcome. And, and, and we and we can't go anywhere. Everybody's trips has been canceled. I was supposed to be in Bali in July. So, oh, so that's stung a little bit, but um, you know, we're just making the best of it. So everything's been, <laughs> yeah. Every we went to there's a place in Maryland called Deep Creek. Oh yeah, and it's just where all the black people go. They just have big houses on a lake, right? Um, all over that mm-hmm. part of Maryland, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. Uh, it was just six of us. We each had our own room. You know, mm-hmm. we drank and sat in a hot tub in the pool. I mean, nice. you know, doing little stuff like that. But yeah. mm-hmm. that is nice. Yeah, it's pretty much it. Love yeah. that. Yep. Gotta make All the best right. of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so we'll do two more. Okay, what was the last book you reread or the last show that you rewatched? That's easy. Oh, I, That's cool. I started watching Living Single again. Did you really? I, I did. Yeah. I don't know why I was like this <laughs> between Regine's outfits again. Mm-hmm. Big whole, ass sleeves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Leaves, <laughs> the hair, the dynamic between Maxine and Kyle and, and uh Kyle like just the whole living in new york and yes. that whole energy like every time living single on bh1 or tv1 i will watch however many episodes they have on because i feel like tv1 and vh1 sometimes have like a marathon yeah. episode right. Right? Mm-hmm. anytime it's i literally will just keep it on while i'm doing work and i'm like cackling in my room <laughs> watching living single i'm like what was I pay attention to living single, but then I'm like, at the time when this came on, I was probably mm-hmm. like in my early teens, so like it wasn't right. hitting the same. Right. So now it's like that. now that I'm 35 and you see mm-hmm. certain things, and then you oh. put into perspective, like yeah, they were all turning 30 in New York City, mm-hmm. and you know Queen Latifah's character is taking over a whole magazine, and then you got. Um, yes. Maxine, who's an attorney, I went to law school, so it's like mm. that whole thing, and I am like thoroughly enjoyed living single again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, and the theme song. I'm yeah. up here jamming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. All of that. And they're like, <laughs> all, all of that. Yeah. Yes. I love that food song. Right now, I'm not on my stuff on my table, but yeah. I don't know if you guys have heard of this show. Charlene and I discovered this series called Monogamy. Have you guys heard of Monogamy? Monogamy. What station is it on? Listen, it is stressful. Um, (laughs) 
I'll, so I'll give the, the backstory. What's like, the it's, what's the channel? It was, so it's on Roku. It's on, so Essence has a channel. It's like the urban, it's Ooh. UMC is the channel. Oh, I know the channel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, my, oh, my, I watched it. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So my sister pointed it out to us, and yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be like some. You know, one of them like straight to wait straight to like pay per view, real simple, all black cast, and like you spot a couple regulars of like people you kind of know. And we watched the seasons, and we were, I was like, yo, <laughs> I went on Twitter and I'm trying to figure out like where season three, yeah. what the like we were stressed by the end of the episode. Is it on Netflix too? No. No, so it's no. on Netflix, but it's international. It hasn't come to the U.S. yet. Yeah. Oh, oh. You will be hooked. You will, it's, it's um so complex. It's how awesome. did you get it? How did, I um, mean, Roku. You, the Roku. Well, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. You just have to pay oh, okay. for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good luck, yeah. guys. Yeah. Good it's oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tony yeah, from that. um Tony from Girlfriends is on there. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well. Wow. And um, wait, not Angela. Vanessa Simmons. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she acts. Yeah, girl. Well, she tries. Yeah. And then for the book, um. I've been rereading Linda Hart's um, Securing Your Seat at the Table. I'm saying this mm. the title wrong. The um, memo. The memo, I'm sorry. Memo. Thank you. Yeah. But it is about securing your seat at the table. So mm. um, that I've been reading a lot more and getting ready for these banshees in high red. Like, y'all, I'm coming for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all. I'm coming for you guys. I turned 38 at the end of this month and I'm like, I'm coming for you guys. Here's- <laughs> Here's Love. a trajectory, and here's what I need. Here's the outline. Done. You know. Yes. <laughs> so I love, it. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> um, I just started rewatching Lucifer on Netflix. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm passing by that, but then I'm like, is it the devil drawing me back to it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I keep left on that joke. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, please. It is. First of all, we're 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 not winning any awards here. (laughs) I'm just gonna. We're just gonna put that out there right now. It's not. You know, like it's not the TV show that you're just like, wow. I'm really thinking about this a week later. It is pure bubblegum. You know, like chips and dip, and like Mm -hmm. you just need something to just completely zone out to Lucifer is it also um Lucifer himself is not too bad on the eyes and that man can wear a suit (laughs) (laughs) tempting 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 gotta be careful (laughs) so 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 tempting um so that's that's definitely been like my rewatch currently and I'm rereading Pleasure Activism by Adrienne Marie Brown Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got you know, like I, I hopped on that bandwagon real quick. Um, and then I was like, you know what, I need to revisit this, particularly now, um, thinking about kind of where I am within wine, but also just thinking about who I am as a person. And yes, that sounds like a really good title for me. So, 
<laughs> so I'm I'm excited to actually dig into it with a with a slightly different lens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and and see what what lessons I can take away from it. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Okay, nice. Nice. Yeah. Good balance. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie. I I rewatch anything. I'm just trying to keep up with what's on TV now. I hear you. I had I have not rewatched anything. Okay. I got you. I would say I have trouble. I've been having trouble reading and concentrating during COVID. I cannot sit still. Mm -hmm. And even even though I'm 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 rewatching a show, I'm cooking or I'm cleaning or I'm Mm -hmm. folding clothes or I'm doing something. You know, but yeah, I have the hardest time. I need to figure that out. But um, I'm rewatching Girlfriends in the Game. The mm. game is kind of painful. Ooh. The game is kind of painful the oh, second yeah. round. It is. Yeah, really? a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I Aww. enjoyed it so much in my 20s. And I thought it was like the greatest show ever. And I'm rewatching it like, oh, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Not yeah, Malik is... Aldebarge. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the ultimate ghetto day. (laughs) (laughs) But girlfriends, yes, the outfits alone. Joan's outfits. Yes. Joan, Mm -hmm. yes. Did you hear they're doing a reunion? Oh, really? Oh, 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 nice. Okay. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Here for it. Well, I oh, I told y'all what I I just rewatched Love Jones. I could watch Love Jones over and over, and I w- yes. just watched it last week. And yes. of course, I rewatch Black Panther. Yes, oh, yes, yes, right. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Love it. Plus, missing Chad. Um, yeah. So, yeah. oh yeah, that was. So those are the two I've been watching. Yeah. reading. Just the Code of Federal Regulations, and I'm not oh, going to go God. through. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But it pays the bills. Yep. All right. So the last question is just for the T Flex ladies. Okay. After a day at the spa, you and your homegirls head to a garden restaurant outside. You're sip wait. The question is, what bottle or cocktail are you are you ordering? And what song do you hear in the background? Ooh. What season is it? <laughs> let's say, let's say fall, since it is fall. Let's say fall. Mm. All right. I'm thinking. So go ahead. So I would be <laughs> sipping on a Negroni. Mm. Um, I know it's not wine, but a Negroni mm-hmm. because I feel loose after this spa experience. Yeah. So I need something strong to kind of like, you know, okay. make it even more mellow. Um, <laughs> Then I would say the song would be Layla Hathaway's um, Anything She's Singing, really. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that would be in the background. Okay. And a garden, too. Oh, that's so me. Right. <laughs> I'm one of love's plants. I love oh. them. <laughs> I see. Love's a good green plant. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think I would have some sort of a red blend, a Shiraz, mm. something, a mixture of some kind. Um, music would probably be anything Neo Soul. Mm. I'm a big Neo Soul, Foreign Exchange. Very nice. Wale, Jay Dilla, like mm. that. That is my vibe all the time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. Gosh, I... D- 
I don't even know how to come up after you all. Um, I have to go with like some sort of champagne cocktail, either a French 75 Very or nice. a Seelbach. Mm. Um, a Seelbach probably more likely if we're talking about autumn because it has mm-hmm. bourbon in it. Um, and oh gosh, what's playing in the background? You know, in the past month, I have to say Sade has been mm-hmm. in heavy rotation. So mm-hmm. really, you know, I have to go back to Diamond Life. Mm. Oh yeah. Just the whole album front to back. Yeah. Don't need to don't need to skip any songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yep. Cool. <laughs> well, ladies, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the Swirl Suite. Oh my gosh. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Did yeah. <laughs> we ask where, where the listeners can find them on social media yeah. and all that good stuff? Absolutely. So we have a website, www.tflux.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and um, LinkedIn as Tflux as well. And that's T-F-L-U-X-E. Thank you all for having us and for holding space. That's my favorite phrase these days, but thank you for holding (laughs) space with us to have this conversation. Of course. Yeah, we wish you all the best and please stay safe. thanks for joining us for else week guys don't forget to like and subscribe and please we love comments leave them on apple Podcasts and on instagram you can follow us at squirrel suite you can follow myself at vine me up glennis at vino noir leslie at vino 301 and tanisha at girl meets glass cheers